This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free. 800-507-1148. Your pain relieving back brace may be covered by Medicare at little or no cost to you. Call our hotline now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality, and Vern Glenn from CBS affiliate KPIX-TV in San Francisco. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question, and you can listen to Sports Econ 101 on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Sports Byline USA, etc., etc., etc. Now, obviously, we will be talking about the Super Bowl today, but we do have a special guest uh, coming on the next segment, Carrie Ettinger, who is going to teach us about lacrosse. Yeah, one of America's original sports, uh, and it, it really, truly has its roots going back to, God, I don't know, Kerry would be Yeah, more, he's, he's got all He's going to have to tell us, but I, I, know, I know it was played well before our ancestors came here from Europe. Yeah. In right. some form or other. That's it? That's right, yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Vern. I don't want to brag or anything, but you are talking to a University of Virginia that's right yeah. having spent as we on the air are adjusting my microphone yes, <laughs> but uh but hey uh, lacrosse is um it, it, it was it was it was big in high school certainly big in Virginia all across the eastern seaboard and um yeah I'm just I'm just pleased to have our guests to sit here and talk about it because uh, uh it, it's to the point now when you can speak to this that the top players in California, where we do the show now, yeah. are all gravitating to the east because that's mm-hmm. where that's where the programs are. That's right. They just they they they, they, they come in. They just poach the best players mm-hmm. to keep them from staying in state. Uh, and uh-huh. I got to get a plug in for the University of Denver, where, where I went to oh, school. Yeah. We had a club sport. There that's another it, power. Yeah, I, we had a club sport there when I was there. It wasn't a big deal. Now the University of Denver has one of the top programs in the country. I, right. I always get the alumni information. But you're, right. you're, you're giving all of Kerry's tidbits away. <laughs> no, 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 he's got a lot of good on. stuff for us here. Yeah, you got it. Okay, and obviously, again, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about the Super Bowl, even though it was a little bit of a ho-hum, in my opinion. I didn't opinion. think so. Oh, I like a defensive struggle. It's like watching a one nothing game in, in pit. I mean, it was down to the last I know. You, you, I know. You go to a game, you get to the seventh inning, they say it's 0-0, and you go, yeah, I didn't miss a thing. Hey, listen, okay. I've, been, I've been at 10 Super Bowls. I've seen some bad ones. I, oh, I know. There definitely were some. It was not a blowout. Okay, stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. This Valentine's Day, toast under the Golden Gate with your first mate on a Hornblower dining cruise. 
Enjoy a romantic dinner on the bay as you watch the city lights twinkle. Your Valentine's Day dining cruise features onboard entertainment and delicious food and drinks prepared on board by Hornblower's talented local chefs. You'll experience exceptional service while cruising around the Golden Gate Bridge, Alcatraz Island, and more. Reserve your table now at hornblower.com. This winter, San Francisco's waterfront is a playground full of hidden amusements. It's an opportunity for you to experience easy adventures, typically reserved for vacations. Together with other Bayfront attractions, Alcatraz Cruises is launching Winter on the Waterfront, a chance for locals and visitors alike to enjoy discounted offers while engaging in some of San Francisco's most coveted attractions without crowds and lines. Tour The Rock with special offers on Alcatraz Cruises. Enjoy reduced room rates at Hotel Zoe Fisherman's Wharf. Save on a delicious meal with spectacular views at Pier Market Seafood Restaurant and take a selfie with a celeb with your discounted admission to Madame Tussauds. Visit www.sfwow.com to secure coupons and for instructions on redeeming these special winter on the waterfront offers. But hurry, these offers are only available until March 2019. Again, that's sfwow.com. This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at pacificprivatemoney.com. Do people think you look grumpy because you rarely smile? Do you cover your mouth when you actually do smile in public? You have seven seconds to make a first impression. Yes, only seven. A nice smile consistently tops survey lists as the most memorable feature when first meeting someone. What kind of first impression are you making? If you don't say great, then San Francisco cosmetic dentist Dr. Love can help. He has spent decades helping his patients look and feel more confident through the creation or in many cases enhancement of their smiles. Could you use an edge on your competition in love or career most of us could dr love is so confident that a beautiful smile can make a difference in taking people to the next level that he is offering the first 10 individuals that contact his office complimentary dental bleaching just for coming in for a consultation call him today at 415-392-2072 to schedule your appointment or schedule through his website at drlov.com that's dr love spelled l-o-e-v.com Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan, Vern Glenn, and our special guest, Kerry Edinger. Ready to face off with him. That's right. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's do this. Well, yeah. Let him have a few words in here because Vernon and I are just, we, we, we're so enthusiastic. I, I have to say, I didn't think it was that bad a game. I like, I, as I said, I've been lucky enough to cover 10 Super Bowls. I've seen seven, six or seven have been blowouts. At least that game was interesting. At least that game had some drama. You know, well, the, the, the previous, end. what, six games were really, really good. Oh, they good. were really good. So we were due for one that was going to be... Yeah. Um, but define you know. really good. I mean, I, I, that's, yeah. that's, I, I, I've, got, I've got issues about this. I, maybe it's this chair that makes you, <laughs> that makes you cranky. Because Bruce, you, Bruce I got really nice here. Yeah. You, yeah, you're getting your soap up. But, yeah. but I, 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 I just got... I'm just real sensitive about this stuff yeah. because I have respect for these coaches that spend yeah. 80 to 90 hours a week yep. getting yeah. ready for one game. Yeah. With, with all different kinds of scenarios and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so for just a casual fan to say, oh, well, it was good or oh, it was bad, I'm yeah. like, well, what do you mean? 
Yeah. You know, yeah. so anyway, I just that's just my just, well, you want to see exciting. Thing. Come on, you want to see exciting plays, you know, a really good catch, you know, really good run back punt, you know, for uh, a fan wants punt, to see yeah. an exciting game, Edward, yeah. but a player wants to win the game. Oh, true, player doesn't care whether he has one point, but just as long as you have one point better than the other, I don't care if it's I, I five agree. to four, they're the champions. I mentioned that great play by Devin McCourty that saved the touchdown. I mean, you yeah. couldn't have had a more dramatic and exciting sure. play yes. to watch. That, that's right. That was, that was just that was one really, really yeah. good play. Okay. Well, well, it's, you know, whenever you have a defensive-oriented game and you have these amazing defensive um, teams, it's it's going to be boring for the fans, but still it's an, ama- it's an amazing game. Yep. It's okay. like a one nothing pitcher's duel, as I said before. I, I, right. I never found We're, we're going to talk more about the Super Bowl, but right yeah. now let's get to our guest. Yes. All right, let's Gary get into Edinger, it. Because who, lacrosse season, I mean, it really gets ramped up. This it just weekend. Started. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because you're just mentioning about defensive. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I, I think of lacrosse. I know just a little bit about it. But when I've watched like highlights, it's like, it's really hard. to. Def- it seems like it's really hard to be a defensive game. You know what I mean? Oh, it always well, seems like it's offense, <laughs> offense, offense. Well, yeah. you, you know, it feels that way because it's, you know, as I've said in the past, it's I equate it more in terms of strategy to basketball, the way the ball is moved around. And, um, you know, it has a very similar offensive and defensive strategy. You know, in basketball, it's almost like you don't really think of it as being a defensive game because so many points are scored. Um, but of course, defense is is hugely important in in basketball. Oh, they make a, I mean, to get ESPN highlights if if someone makes a great block, right? Right. That. Okay, give us. Uh, you know, most people at least know what lacrosse is, but I don't know how many people uh, know about the history. Yeah. Uh, well, so the history of lacrosse is extremely fascinating to me, at least. It's um, you know, it's rooted amongst Native Americans, and it was been it's been played amongst Native Americans. Uh, date, dating back to you know um, modern you know modern times and bef- before um, even the cl- the colonization of the United States, um, it was discovered uh, by French uh, Jesuit missionaries in the early 1600s. Uh, they observed uh, the Native Americans playing the game, um, and it was really centered in the uh, um, the northeast part of the, of, of the United States yeah. and Canada, um, sort of in that. Um, you know, in that in that swath of land that would be the northern border of, of the United States, um, in the in the East Coast, and extended um, all the way to um, the western um, portion of the Midwest. Okay. So the west. And, and uh, before you go on, uh, you know, people they may be hearing they go, Kerry Edinger, and let's see, is he a famous lacrosse player? Like, why is he talking about lacrosse? Uh, you give just a, a brief background, like you my know, background. Y- of, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you you and I met and. And I and somehow we got talking about lacrosse. I said, you know what? I've never had a guest talk about lacrosse. Yeah. So what, what, what's your background? You know, why 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 are you here? <laughs> able to talk about lacrosse? <laughs> so um, I uh, I knew about lacrosse growing up. My my father went to Hobart uh, Hobart College in New York, which is a hotbed of lacrosse. It's uh, they've had one of the best programs in the in the country um, uh, for you know the last probably the last fifty years. Um, my dad didn't play, but he was always fascinated by the sport, um, and he always talked about it. And Hobart actually came out to the West Coast. I grew up in L.A. Hobart came out to the West Coast and had an exhibition game against uh, Whittier College. Um, so I saw that uh, I saw that game when I was young. I think I was in you know maybe uh, fifth or sixth grade. Uh, but that was really my entire exposure to lacrosse. You didn't see it on TV. You really didn't see it mm, anywhere else in the West Coast. Um, we moved to San Diego uh, in high school, and at the time, um, this was in uh, the late 80s, uh, early 90s, and at the time, uh, lacrosse in California, at least, was centered in the Bay Area, 
there was a league in the Bay Area. There was probably about uh, six, seven, maybe ten teams total, um, and about the same number of teams in San Diego. So those are the two leagues in California. And there were some. Um, there was a smattering of teams in the uh, in the Central Coast. Um, okay. So I, my the high school that we moved to uh, had a team, and all my uh, my football friends, all, my, all the friends on the football team, um, also played lacrosse. And they said, "You're playing lacrosse," and I said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because the season doesn't overlap. Does no, it? it's a it's okay. a sp- it's a spring, spring sport. sport. Okay. It kind of starts in the um, in the later part of the winter and and gets going in earnest in the spring. And what was your position? So I played defense. Defense. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was a long. They stick. had the big sticks. That's right. Oh, we, yeah. have, we have the long sticks. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So uh, I was always I always have been sort of a defensive minded athlete. You know, I excelled in uh, defense and in football. Is the is the basket. The same. The net. The net. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Inside the crease. <laughs> oh, listen to you. Oh, he's got, he's got the terminology. I, I smoked. I, I lived with a defenseman. I lived with an attackman. All right. I lived with a midfielder. So there you I, go. So you got it all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listen, uh, I wouldn't talk about my wife that way. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lacrosse reminds me, though, of, of soccer, yeah. football, and mm-hmm. basketball. Yes. It's, it's a yeah. combination of all. And hockey. It's yeah. a combination yeah. of literally every American. North American team sport. Uh, it, you yeah. know, it kind of is. Um, well, to answer your question, for, I think you're referring to the stick when you when you said the basket. It, yeah, because you well, you're mentioning about the long stick. Yeah, versus so a shorter stick. So I'm wondering, is the basket the same? The, I know that. I'm sorry. The the goalie has a bigger one. We're, right. Yeah. So um, in general, now of course, as the game has progressed and equipment, of course, has progressed in every sport. There's definitely um, lots of uh, specializations within sticks and heads and all that stuff, but. Um, by and large, without getting too into the weeds, uh, the head itself is the same um, across the board except for the goalie. So you have yeah. on the lacrosse okay. stick, you have the shaft, um, which is or the handle, and then you have the head. So the shaft is made out of usually some some type of metal. And then you have the, the head, which is plastic and has a pocket. Um, the head and the pocket is typically, for all intents and purposes, the same for all players except for the goalie, who has a much larger, um, much larger head. And, and there's, there's got to be a limit to that, otherwise you get one the size of the goal. Yes, just, there's, there's my <laughs> there, there, yeah, there's <laughs> all sorts of rules about the size and all that stuff. The, but the the pole, the stick, yeah. po- portion. What's the size difference between a defense and, and so uh, a a defense a defensive stick can be as as long as six feet. Okay. Um, so that's what I used, a full-length um, defensive stick um, or long stick. Is, is long stick or long pole as they're, as they're, uh, they're, they're um, referred to in the okay. game. Um, and then a short stick, which is what a midfielder or an attackman uses. Um, I don't have the exact number off the top of my head, but I, it's about three and a half to four feet uh, in total length. And is there – I mean, obviously there's got to be some advantage to having a long – There is. I mean, just – There is because – I mean, it has to do with just the general um, – uh, theory behind defensive play in you know in basketball, soccer, lacrosse, any of these f- sort of fluid sports is um, the further you are from the goal, the more the more distance and cushion you want to have between yourself as a defenseman and the offensive player. Um, you have an advantage because as they start to take a run and a charge, you want to be able to have that that distance to be able to adjust to what their to their movements. Oh, so as fun. you're further from the goal, you're going to give them a little bit more room. But at the same time, you still want to be able to play defense against them. So that's why you have the longer stick. So you can make up some of that distance um, in reach 
by by enabling yourself to be able to land those checks. Okay, and when we come back from a break, I want to get into some of the rules because you know I know you're not allowed to just whack a guy with right. a stick. You know? Right. I'm curious too about the the relationship between football and and lacrosse because my father-in-law played football at Stanford and he also played lacrosse at ah, Stanford. Yes. He's a big lacrosse fan and gotcha. he was telling me there's some similarities. All right. There are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get into yeah. that at the break. Uh, first of all, this uh, segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over 7.5% secured by real estate. Doesn't get any more conservative than that. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. First trivia question. Uh, this is a general sports questions and uh, carrie if you knew you know the answer don't answer yet when okay. we come back from break we'll do it <laughs> one time hilarious. i forgot to mention that the guy answered the end right. you're ruining it for us yeah. Yeah. okay what quarterback said the word genius isn't applicable in football a genius is a guy na- like norman einstein <laughs> oh, I think you got, got hit in the head too many yeah. times. Oh, All right, boy. and I had to say football. Other, otherwise, you you would have said you Yogi Berra. Exactly. I was going to say if you didn't specify the sport, <laughs> right, I would say Yogi Berra. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's a foot, yeah. he's a quarterback. The Yogi right? Berra of football. Exactly. Right, there we go. Actually, I think this guy's probably pretty intelligent, but I think it's probably a joke. <laughs> All right, uh, stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. 
You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003 Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003 Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan and Vern Glenn and our special guest, Terry Edinger. Uh, first trivia question was, what quarterback said the word genius isn't applicable in football? A genius is a guy like Norman Einstein. Is it somebody fairly well-known? Yeah. Oh, jeez. have to take it. Until he broke his leg, and then he was really well-known. Joe Theismann? Yeah, Joe Theismann. Oh, there you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Joe Theismann, who went to Notre Dame. Yes, he did. Jeez. When he was in Notre Dame, he was Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann, yeah. He changed the campaign. Oh. Oh, we had a... Well, we got it. Man. My, my, my yeah, first, I got a quick here. trivia for you. My, the first Sports Illustrated I actually got with my name on the uh, address label because my dad gave me a, and I, I still have Sports Illustrated this day, what is it, 47 years later when I was in college, was Joe Theismann on the cover leading Notre Dame to a great victory in 1970. I can't remember the, who they beat. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. He was a senior that year. Yeah, Good player, good player. Good okay. player, yeah. So uh, we have in the studio Kerry Ettinger to uh, teach us a little about, about lacrosse. Uh, and I forgot to get into the rules. Yeah, the that's rules, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so briefly, there's a there's really two versions of the game. There's the men's game and the women's game. What's the difference, Which though? Is definitely different. Yeah. I mean, what, women's game is, quote, non-contact. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, the, the men's game is a contact sport. Um, a women's game is not contact. So sport. if they hit each other, there's a penalty. There's a, there's a penalty. If, okay. I mean, if it's incidental contact, there's there's no penalty. Okay. But but if there's if there's a you know a stick check to, to a part of the body or or somewhere else where um, it can be deemed dangerous, and there's a lot of subjectivity in this. Um, kind of like the, basketball, huh? With, with all the you know, yeah. you can bump somebody, but you can't. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking so about. So because yeah, women's yeah. is uh, women's and girls is not a contact sport, they have a um, a flat pocket in their stick, so it's much more difficult to control the ball. Oh, interesting. Um, so huh. that's sort of a disadvantage that they're given because they don't have the contact. Whereas in the men's game, they have a deeper pocket because of the contact. And if they had the oh, shallow pocket like the women, they would lose the ball during contact. So, oh, yeah, no helmet except for the goalie. No yeah. helmet. Yeah, and women's oh, across, yeah. there's, there's really no protective gear at all except for um, eye protection. You have these um, goggles that sort of look like a fo- uh, like a football face mask yeah. that covers the eyes mm-hmm. um, and a mouth guard. And, that, and that's it. And what's the, the ball isn't made out of uh, same ball. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's it's call, technically it's called Indian rubber. It's made out of solid rubber. Wow. Um, and the, the balls are the same. Um, although in women's across pretty heavy too, balls. aren't they? Yeah, it's it's, I mean, it's slightly heavier. Speaking. Yeah, it's slightly heavier than a baseball. Slightly yeah. smaller than a baseball. It hurts uh, when you get hit with it, though. It you know in the ball for, in men's across, um, it, ball you know the the um, the fastest shooter gets up to about 100, 125 Whoa. miles an hour. So that leaves a mark. I I was Ouch. I won a contest once and I sh- I shot the ball at ninety eight miles an hour. So, wow! So it's uh, when you get. When you get hit with that, and the goalies do get hit with that, and it, yeah. and it's and the crazy thing is the goalie wears less protective equipment than any other any other player on the field. Why? Just so they, they could have to be more being able mobility, to get around mobility. Yeah. It's tradition. It's macho ness. Yeah. It's um, 
whatever you know whatever it is you know the goalie goes in there with they have a they have a chest uh, chest protector and they have a throat protector and yeah. they have gloves and that's mm. that's all the equipment someone they should wear. should uh, uh, take out that ball and put it put an eight ball in a cue ball oh, <laughs> you know a pool ball <laughs> we, see what happens we had our goalie in college take a shot in the leg once um, and it was a hard shot and he, uh, where he got hit with the ball he had a he, you know he had a sizable bruise yeah mm. but on the back of his leg on the other side. He had this just this incredible black and blue mark. It was the wow. basically the size of the, the, the entire length of his thigh. It was almost like an exit wound. Hey, I got a question. Wow. Tell me if I'm right. I don't know. I've heard this and I read this somewhere years ago that back in say the 17th century, 18th century, whatever, in South America, they'd have these games that would last for days, and the winners would put the losers into slavery or something and chop the, the, the guy's head off. Now, maybe, maybe that was a version of lacrosse you know, and soccer. I don't know. but I'm, I I mean, don't, I'm, No, I, you're, you're thinking of the sport of bowling. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm serious. I, I read this in a couple of different yeah, books. I mean, this sudden, is... Yeah, sudden death. Yeah, I mean, but these these matches would literally go on for days. Yeah, like cricket. You know, so, so um, I'm not sure about South America, but um, th- throughout um, Central America. Well, well, well yeah. certainly through nor- in Northern America, where, okay. the, where the game originated amongst the the, the Iroquois. When the Must Iro- have been a different game. Um, soccer but, or something like soccer, you know. Or, yeah. So, yeah. so la- lacrosse originally, um, in its original incarnation, w- was really used uh, amongst the Native Americans. Um, the tribes that played it, at least, for several purposes. It was it was um, oftentimes an alternative to war, mm. so it was to settle disputes amongst uh, amongst various tribes. Um, it was used for recreation, um, mm. and it was also used uh, for religious purposes. But at the, at the mm. time, the, the the game uh, didn't have a formal field. It could have been anywhere from 100, 500 yards to miles long. Um, goals were sometimes natural features, such as trees. <sighs> <laughs> um, you'd have any. You could have anywhere from hundreds to, to hundreds of thousands of players on the field at one time. So if you, yeah, if you're going over a few miles, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. So it, it, and people would die. You know, yeah. it, it was it was they the I think the translation of one of the um, there's there's a few words for lacrosse in, in Native American depending on the, the tribe. Um, Tawartan is the the Mohawk word for lacrosse. Bagataway, um I forget which tribe that that word comes from, but the word Bagataway is one of the original names for lacrosse, mm. and it meant uh, the translation is the little brother of war. Mm. So oftentimes they would use the game of lacrosse to settle tribal disputes. Because yeah, l- lacrosse is technically a French. Lacrosse word. is the French yeah. word. So when the French mm-hmm. uh, Jesuits came in the 1600s and discovered the game, they called it lacrosse, which means the stick. Better so. that one or two guys get killed in a game than a whole village gets well, wiped uh, out, though. You know. You know. Well, that's it, sort of like uh, David and Goliath, right? That's yeah. Goliath yeah. says, "Hey." Instead of uh, all, all of us going to war together, you send out your best man, I'll send out my best yeah. man, and we'll yeah, be yeah. slaves of each other. If, you we'll know? play the game. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I hadn't read about the um, the slavery portion of it, but I, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the mm. rules, there was no set rules for the game of lacrosse. So uh, the, there was, it was Anything agreed upon goes. before the game. And Anything goes. Here are the rules. Yeah. If you win, you die or get you know, go into slavery or we get your land or whatever the, whatever the outcome meant. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, if there's no rules and you got that kind of situation, then you beat the – your opponent over the head with a stick. That, and that's what exactly what would happen. Maybe I mean, that's where that saying came from, huh? Yeah. Eating your opponent over the head with a stick. Yeah. No? <laughs> I don't know. But I think basically for the listeners, yeah. just just, just you give the listeners just, just don't know, just a sense of uh, the, the two halves, how long, yeah. starts with a face-off, that's how right. many defensemen, how many middies, and the, point, and, and, and the fact that you have to really kind of pass this ball around to just set up certain plays for the attack. Okay, so the, so the basics of the men's game, and I'll focus on that because that's uh, 
It's the featured, it's it, the featured it, attraction. It is a, you're it, a coach, it, aren't you? I, well, I am a coach, but I, yeah. I do coach the girls' game. Okay, so yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I'm coaching my daughter's U8 team. There so, you, go. you know, very high level across here yeah. in, <laughs> in Central Marin. Um, I should mention the, 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 the highest ranked lacrosse college in California, I believe, is Stanford at rank number 17. Mm on the west coast uh Stan- stanford's women stanford women yes um yes. there there are no california no california men's, men's program. teams yeah in okay. fact there are no california um ncaa division one uh, men's programs in california oh. the furthest west coast uh, men's program is university of utah and they um this is their um their their first year as um as an ncaa um program so prior to that, it was uh, it was your alma mater. It was your yeah, alma mater. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is, if it's a spring or summer type sport, you would think that California would have a good yeah. team. I mean, I understand like hockey being a cold weather is not as big yeah. out here. But. Well, well he, it's, but, a, it's but, a cultural thing, you know. Yeah. It's, it's it's an East Coast yeah. sport, and but that's the thing about lacrosse. It's amazing. As I mentioned, uh, my background, I you know I played in high school and college. Um, and at the time, there w- it was one of the things that was attractive to me. It was this niche sport. It was um, not a lot of people knew about it. It was really cool. Like you're a big who, fish in a small pond. Yeah, people yeah. who played it. It was just this really great cultural thing about it. It's like, wow, this is mine. This is something that mm. not a lot of people know about. It feels exclusive. But at the same time, it's an amazing, amazing sport. Mm. Um, so it's it's really grown from. As I mentioned, there were maybe 25 um, high school programs when I played. And you got to be uh, in good shape. You don't see too many 400 pounders in no, there. Playing. No, no, that's <laughs> covering the whole uh, goal. But but now you'd be hard pressed to find a high school that doesn't have a program in California. Yeah, that's um, true. Now we, and we have little leagues all over the state. And even and the smaller schools. Like my, yeah. my daughter went to the Bay School in San Francisco, which is a really small private high school. And they have a lacrosse team. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it's it's grown um, just even in the last 20 years. It's grown immensely. Um, and um, you have all sorts of – certainly within women's lacrosse, you have a ton of um, Division One programs here in California. Mm. USC is a, top, is a top program. Stanford's a top program. Um, Cal has a Division One program. My alma mater, UC Davis, um, was one of the first to go Division One back in the um, in the mid nineties. Hmm. Um, yeah, the Team USA women's lacrosse team—they were just here. They were just here. Unfortunately, games. I had to miss it because I, I went skiing. But uh, <laughs> 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 what a but, rough uh, life! I know. Yeah. I know. First world problems. Boy, I guess <laughs> lacrosse must pay a lot of money teaching uh, women <laughs> under eight. Yeah, it really does. It really does. No, I, I unfortunately I missed that game, but I mean the, we had some of the best lacrosse players in the world here in Stanford, um, and it was, uh, from what I understand, it was an amazing uh, experience, and it was a good opportunity to see some of these amazing players out here in California. And for the, and for the listeners out there, the 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 Heisman Trophy equivalent mm-hmm. is the Tawaraton. The Tawaraton, that's see, right. Look at this. Award. Yeah. Right, Holy yeah, smart. that's given out to, to to the be- the best player. Yeah, the best women's men's, and men's. That's right. Yeah, in 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 college you, lacrosse. You know, I wonder yeah. if. If there are any women who could compete in, in the men's no, lacrosse. because it's, it's a different it's a type totally, of game. It's, a, yeah. it's really it's a, non-contact. The, the, the style of play is totally different. Yeah. However, there are some variations of the game, some really cool variations of the game. So Co- one, one, one of yeah, one of the um, one of the challenges with a game like lacrosse, and this is something that um, the sport is is really taking on, is how to make it more accessible to more people. Um, yeah. So traditionally, as the game has grown in the United States, it's been sort of a you know, I'm doing my air quotes. You can't see on the radio, but it's, <laughs> it's been it's been a prep school sport. I mean, that's yeah, really where the game kind of took its root yeah, in the like East rowing, Coast. You know? Yeah, and, and um, <laughs> so it's got that stigma to it, um, just in in how it originated. Okay, hold that thought. Yeah. We're gonna cut to a break. 
come back, talk a little bit about that. Okay. And get Got to talk about Jim a, Brown, too. Yeah, Absolutely. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, a little teaser into the commercial yeah. break. Okay. What does Jim Brown have to do with, with, with lacrosse? lacrosse? Okay. Uh, second trivia question. Twelve new footballs sealed in a special box are opened in the officials' locker room two hours prior to the start of an F- NFL game. These balls are marked with what letter and what is their purpose? Hmm. That's kind of interesting. Stay with us, Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Two in five Americans would not go on a second date with someone who has bad teeth, and 50% believe that an individual with an unattractive smile is less likely to land a job when compared to another individual with similar skill sets and experience. First impressions are made in seven seconds. What does your smile say about you? Do you want more dates and that amazing job that has been eluding you? San Francisco cosmetic dentist Dr. Edward Love cannot promise those things, but he has spent decades helping his patients stack the decks in their favor through smile transformation and dental tweaks. He is so confident that a beautiful smile can make a difference that he's offering the first 10 individuals that contact his office complimentary dental bleaching just for coming in for a consultation. Call him today at 415-392-2072 to schedule your appointment or schedule through his website at drlov.com. That's Dr. Love spelled L-O-E-V.com. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent. So email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Valentine's Day is brutal on us guys. The pressure to buy the perfect gift is intense, right? Flowers are always the right call, but here's where it gets dicey. If you show up with produce department flowers that smell like green onions, you're toast. Same with sending stale flowers plus an upsell balloon from some flower giant website. The books is the ticket. That's short for bouquets, and these flowers are booking awesome. Look, there's a huge difference between flowers from the books and the others. And trust me, she knows it. Books delivers spectacular flowers fresh from the finest farms in the world. They even have farms on the side of a volcano that produce the most amazing flowers ever. Books are picked fresh and shipped direct, so they stay fresher longer. And Books cuts out the middleman, so you save big time. Be a hero this Valentine's Day with flowers from the Books. Go to Books.com, that's B-O-U-Q-S.com, and enter the code SPEED for 20% off. Yeah, 20% off when you enter SPEED at B-O-U-Q-S.com. That's Books.com. 
Stop. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan and Vern Glenn. Second trivia question was, 12 new footballs sealed in a special box are open in the official's locker room two hours prior to the start of an NFL game. These balls are marked with what letter and what is their purpose? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess K-ball. That is correct. Yeah. What does it stand for? Kicker. Yes. You know, interesting thing about the, you know, real quickly, interesting thing about footballs back in the day, and I'm not sure if it's, they they referred to them, and they actually had it written on the ball, the Duke. And I'm not sure where that came from, but NFL footballs always had the Duke written on the the ball itself. So either, not not from John Wayne and not from from Duke. uh, This is uh, back in the 60s. This is back in the 60s and through the 70s and even into the 80s, and I'm not sure if they do that anymore. Although John Wayne did play football for USC in the 1920s. Okay, uh, Jim Brown, what does he have to do with lacrosse? Ah, there you go. Jim Brown regarded as the the, the greatest lacrosse player Mm -hmm. ever, also the greatest football player Mm -hmm. ever. He played at Syracuse. In the early 1950s, one of the greatest programs ever. He was a midfielder, and he was just he was just an unstoppable force. And the, and 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 the the job of the midfielder is to sprint from one end to the other and set up for a goal. But he he just he just was so large and so imposing, nobody could stop him. Mm-hmm. And there, there there wasn't a regulation stick size rule, so he would cut down his stick to to about. Close to like his elbow, and he would mm. just have it like 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 he, viewers can't see it, but he would just play the ball close to his vest. How are you going to get the ball from? Him? You're yeah. not. And he would just, oh, and he would just go in front of the goal, rev back, boom, goal. Wow, interesting. Yeah, his own style there. That's yeah, cool. very yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, so uh, can we move on to football for sure. a little bit? We can Anyways. segue to that. Oh okay. wait, 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 wait! Before we do that, yeah, wait, is it going to be Yale and Duke again? What do you think? Oh, I mean, it, you know, Yale's the preseason uh, number one. They and, are uh, the Duke. defending national champions. That's right. Oh. Yeah, that's right. They got an exciting that. team. Well, I'm not, you know, I'd like to see Albany get back in there. You know, they they they've got an exciting team. They lost a few players last year, but how about my DU, how about my lost. how about my DU Pioneers? D, D, <laughs> DU is ranked high. You know, DU's got they, that's an amazing coup within yeah. the lacrosse world. I mean, they they got Coach Tierney, who was extremely successful at Princeton, one of the win, most winning coaches of all time. Um, won I don't know how many national championships with Princeton, but they were huge in the uh, in the late '90s and early 2000s. I think they won maybe five national yeah. championships. Yeah. Um, then he went over to DU and, and bulked up that program, and they won a national championship. So speaking right. of bulked up, I mean that, uh, and you and you brought up uh, Albany. There was there was like a, the big offseason transfer. Uh, what a TD Ireland? He was the oh, big, yeah, yeah. big time scorer. He yeah. he's transferred from Albany. To Duke, I believe he, he was their um, he was their their faceoff guy, and his brother Chase is a goalie for Cornell. That's right. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Moving on to football. Yeah. First of all, I notice even though it's not the right colors, you have a Saints hat on. Or at least the Fleur de Lis. Yeah, uh, this, this the, the, the Fleur de Lis. Again, sorry, we're alienating the audience on this one, but I yeah, I'm wearing a beanie. Okay, there's a Florida Lee on it. Yeah, but these are the school colors of my high school, the St. Christopher oh. Saints. Gotcha. Okay, because uh, I'll tell you, it was not funny. the New Orleans. Okay, Saints. so my, my daughter goes to Tulane, which is in New Orleans, right? And she said it's really funny. She says that they were so upset about the uh, the game, you know, the national championship game, the non call, the, the, the NFC yeah. title game yeah, exactly. against the Rams. Yeah, and she said all the bars are boycotting that. She could see all the bars are boycotting the Super Bowl, and they're replaying the 2010 Saints victory uh. Super Bowl. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I can understand sure, it. I, I get I it too. Okay, I can and understand so, it. Completely yeah. get it. No, I, I saw a Twitter. I don't. Re, uh, someone showed me a Twitter thing. So during the uh, game at halftime, the score 
was Patriots 3, Rams 0, Maroon 5. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. That's great. And uh, you know what's funny? I was noticing this. Did you see anyone kneeling during the National Anthem? No, I did not. No. And I didn't know if there were, no. you know, someone had no. said something ahead of time no. or if that was just You know what a, was good about the NFL? They didn't have any political figures at the game. They, it was all entertainment. It was all – they stayed away from politics, which was smart. Yeah. You know, I give Especially Roger Goodell some credit. I'm not a big fan of Roger Goodell, but he was smart enough to say, "Hey, in this volatile time in which we live, let's let's give ourselves, let's give our citizens a break." From- well, and also let's not take away from the players yeah. in the game. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, they're there to play football. Let's just. I'm just curious. Let's just take a little poll, and I, and I'll, I'll start. We'll just go around the room. Favorite part of the game. Oh, Favorite wow. aspect of the game. For me, yeah. it was Tony Romo. Yeah. Because Tony Romo. He just he can just forecast. He just he just from the booth. He was a color analyst. He could just tell you what's going to happen, yeah. and he would explain why it happened. And he would put it in a word in, in in terms that anybody could understand. It was almost like I, it was I, almost I, like he was a quarterback. He's turned out to be one of the best <laughs> best re- athletes to, to get into the he booth. Really, yeah. He really yeah. is. He really, he really he's, is. He's truly found his calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the guy was a decent quarterback. He, he, didn't, he didn't go to a Super Bowl, but he, no. he's become no. a. Chris Collinsworth was the same way. Yeah. He was a very good player in Cincinnati. Became a very good analyst. Yeah. Bruce, what was your favorite part of the game? My favorite part of the game, I think, is just the last five minutes and not knowing what's what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it was it was still up in the air. I had a feeling that the Patriots were going to win because the Rams yeah. just weren't able to move the ball. But there were a couple of times they got down deep in the in the New England territory. So yeah, I mean, it was it was exciting and close at the end. That's all I'd like. I mean, to see. even even Brady looked a little shaky with some of his throws and yeah. and all that. But well, he got hit a few well, times yeah. too. Rams Aaron got Donald, a pretty good yeah. defense. Yeah, Rams got a really good defense. I mean, they held him to thirteen mm-hmm. points and they still lost on that yeah. on that on that scoring drive where the Rams did score a touchdown. They 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 ran the same play three times with three different scenarios, three mm-hmm. different reads, have you? And they were able to matriculate the ball down the field. Yeah. And then, and then I give Brady credit when he, when he had to, he threw a dime right oh, on God. the money yeah. to Gronkowski inside the yeah. five, and then they scored a play. I thought it was yeah. so cool that Gronkowski and Edelman, Edelman in particular, the yeah. smallest yeah. guy in the field from yeah. our area, Woodside, California. Yeah. And I think he went to junior college. Wo- wo- yeah, well, he went to Woodside. Uh, yeah, Woodside High School, High School Redwood yeah. City. Yeah, yeah. But he he made what ten or eleven catches, and then yeah. Gronkowski makes three catches, and the biggest one set up the touchdown. I think that was wonderful. Yeah. Funny yeah. how nobody pointed out the fact that Edelman missed the first four games of the season for PEDs. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, yeah. I did hear that, but I'm trying to remember where I heard that. He you know, missed, a, he missed an entire season, too. If a la- was it last year or the year before yeah. Yeah, he was out? Well, you know, I hate to say it, football, I mean, back in the 70s when I was a kid covering it in my 20s, and I loved covering the Oakland Raiders. I, I traveled with them and got to go to a lot of games. And, Vernon, you were here for the last part of the 49ers, and I got to be a part of you know going to those games regularly. These guys had to be doing PEDs. I mean, football players. Oh, come on. Lyle Alzado. Come, come on. on. No. Yeah. No, they had to. Unfortunately, yeah. and I'm not saying they had to, but yeah, that, to survive and, and go out there and play every week and be tough, I mean, you can only be in the weight room for so long. The beating yeah. these guys give each other on the field. I know lacrosse is tough, but football, constant well, and even And again, the rules have changed to make it you know, yeah. less contact. Yeah, what was right. it? Like defensive player, uh, defenseless, hitting a defenseless player. The guy's got the ball. How the, big, the players, though, are bigger and faster and s- stronger and maybe smarter than they've ever been. I'd like so, to know yeah. our guest's favorite part of the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> growing up as a, as a Rams fan, mm. it, was, it was actually it was seeing those throwback unis in, mm. uh, in the Super Bowl. I mean, that was exciting for me. Yeah. You know, when I was a Rams fan as a kid and before the Raiders came to, to L.A., 
we never got to see the Rams in those in those uniforms go to the Super Bowl, and just seeing seeing those uniforms and that team in the Super Bowl was pretty special for me. It kind of brought me back to my childhood, and you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out the way I would have preferred it to, and it's always. Always a problem losing. There's to always the, next oh, year. It's always a problem losing <laughs> to the Patriots. Uh, you know, I'm never yeah. never a big fan of losing to the Patriots. Uh, so I wasn't. I wasn't. And it's so funny outcome, because but. when the Patriots uh, beat the Rams the first time, mm-hmm. seventeen I mean, years y- ago, y- yeah, everybody was like all excited. They were so anti Rams and and so pro. Oh, this is so cool! That finally New England wins. And now it's just happened so much. Well, in those days, the Rams <laughs> were, they, they were the greatest show on turf. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, 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 the one the previous year, that great game against the Titans. Yeah. yeah, that was the last Super Bowl I got to cover, and that was mm-hmm. probably the best Super Bowl I ever saw. Yeah, so it, it was cool for me just seeing the L.A. Rams in those yeah. uniforms in the in the yeah. uh, in the Super Bowl. So that really too, brought you, me back to well, my. Well, you were too young to remember the one that they lost to Pittsburgh. And even though yeah. I was a Forty Nine er fan, I was not an anti Ram fan. You know, I liked Roman Gabriel and, and all that. And uh, boy, gosh, at the Rose Bowl, to... by the way, they played almost the home yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's yeah. a here's a question yeah. for you. Yeah. Given the fact that the it was thirteen to three, yep. who was the last LA player to score a touchdown in a Super Bowl? Oh. Vince Ferragamo? No, no. Would have been <laughs> Kurt Warner. Would have Marcus been Allen. Marcus Allen. LA Raiders. Oh, oh, LA Raiders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nineteen eighty against the Redskins. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's Very good. Funny. Well, you know, it's, uh, so we do one of those pools ah. with all the squares, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, my sister-in-law, she chose uh, as as the combo for the you know the the final score the number seventeen because she figured you know you not you don't want to be over me. I chose seventy two, and I was in between someone at seventy one and seventy three. Right, right. It wasn't going to be impossible to win. Well, she won every quarter. Good okay, for her. Right? Yeah. And, good that, for her. and that missed field goal cost me a hundred bucks. Mm. Oh, jeez. And then what were you saying? I feel so sorry had, for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I could use that hundred dollars. Okay, then you write me the check. Did, did, didn't you say that there was not a single? There was not goal? a single field goal missed during the regular season by any kicker in that stadium. How many? Yeah, that, that, that was eight, eight games. Eight and, games. And, and, and no, how many kicks? But I don't know. I think it was twenty, twenty-six, that's or twenty-seven. Amazing. Yeah. No, they 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 had that stat just as Erline was lining up. I remember thinking, "Oh, this is a sure thing." Then you know. Yeah, and Jim Nance read it off the screen. Yeah. And then Tony Romo got on him for. We said, yeah. Oh man, you just jinxed it. Yep. And, and the sure kicker missed the kick. And it's funny because I'm thinking, you know, when Zerline was kicking, he's probably going. Yeah, you know what? Eight seconds left. We're not going to, you know, be able to get, score a touchdown. I, I don't know what's going through because he missed it by a long shot. Kind of fitting that he missed because he is fifty-seven. Was it fifty-seven yarder that tied New Orleans yeah. and set up the overtime, yeah. and then he kicked the game winner there. So kind of fitting, you know. Hey, listen, you get some, you you lose some. I don't feel sorry for the Rams. They got to the Super Bowl for crying out loud. Yeah. They weren't even sorry. supposed to be there. No, I don't feel sorry for no. them. They'll get it next year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they've got a decent team yeah. to build around. That's what Dan Marino kept saying. He, he went to one Super Bowl, They got the Dolphins got killed by the Niners, Niners yeah. and they never got back to one with him as quarterback. So you never know. I believe 6-1 to one odds now for yeah. the Rams to yeah. make it back. Yeah, with that, with that defense, you know, and, and Jared Goff is, is still a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, now he's got the butterflies he's got, out. Yeah, he's got Super Bowl experience. Yeah, yeah. On, the, on the TV side, I, on, on Sunday, I had to report from Novato at one of the Jared Goff slash Rams watch parties. So, uh, so I was I was in Novato you know, just just all day and all night. That must just, have been fun. Uh, just well, just it was it was fun watching the 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 the, the highs and the lows of the crowd, just yeah. like screaming at at, at the screen, <laughs> and, and 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 it got louder as as the libations were really flowing. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't they say is that some people were saying that uh, the uh, Belichick should have gotten the most valuable player? Oh yeah. You know? I was watching Vernon, by the way. He, he was he was keeping up the energy and the enthusiasm right up until the end because I I picked your 
uh, I picked up your report after in the place that emptied out. There were still a few people hanging out. Yeah, yeah, great, a few. Got yeah. some great interviews there. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, yeah. and and uh, the, the the mayor of Novato came down. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, and 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 he he was nice enough to join us. Uh, you know, on our little cool. post game show. So it was. Uh, yeah, it all you know it all worked out. Not Novato didn't get what they wanted. Uh, golf's hometown, but uh, again. I mean, it's it's a really really young team. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're, was he, they're expected to be right. Yeah, he's twenty four years old. What are the yeah, odds for uh, for New England to go back? You said it was six eight to one. Interesting. And McVeigh is only Coach McVeigh is only thirty three. You know, yeah, he's going to be around for a while. And I and I'll give McVeigh credit because everybody like a shark wanted to go after golf. Oh, he's, the stage is too big and all this yeah. kind of stuff. But but McVeigh, true, mature head coach for him, said no no. Put that one on me. I got out coached yeah. by Bill Belichick. Yeah, good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, we forget I, we forget that McVay's granddad was the architect, one of the architects yeah. who put the 49ers sure, the together. 49ers. John, John right. McVay. Well, I, kept, John McVay. Well, I kept thinking, you know, come on, guys, do something like a flea flicker, just something, that, you know, or a fake punt, <laughs> something to just do something different rather yeah. than run the ball twice, throw on third down. Yeah. You know, just uh, come on. I, I, I can't stand when people just don't think outside the box. Well, they, they probably do. were, but the problem is that uh, New England probably would have figured it out. Okay, well then, yeah. but you got to try something. Edward, there, Edward, there's there's, there's two hundred some odd plays on that play sheet. I mean, yeah. I mean, if 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 a flea flicker was there, they would have tried the flea. Pick flicker. the one that's going to win. Hello, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like if I'm a, when typical I typical fan. When I was a third, when I was a third it's, base it's, coach, it's so easy for somebody to say <laughs> next to their beer and their guacamole. Yeah. But it's good if Edward isn't like this and he isn't <laughs> that enthusiastic right. about it. Then the game nobody's Listen, watching. When I, the game. when I was right. a third base coach and the, and they. The, uh, batter would look at me for a sign. I would give him the home run swing. That's it. I want you to hit home run. Home run. That's that's what I want yeah, you to just do. Just do something awesome. That's right. Okay. Here's a third <laughs> trivia question. Commercials. Five million dollars in thirty seconds. Oh, Crazy. Okay. Get this. Okay. If you had to wait for season tickets for the for this NFL team today, you would have to wait almost a thousand years before receiving one. Which team? Right. Don't touch that dial. We're gonna be right back with some closing comments. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. 
So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan and Vern Glenn and our special guest, Kerry Ettinger. Third trivia question was, if you had to wait for season tickets for this NFL team today, you would have to wait almost a thousand years before receiving one. Which team? Gary, you know the answer. That would be the Green Bay Packers. It would be the Green Bay Packers. You know, I'm going to say New Orleans, but uh, you know, New Orleans, yeah. I bet you, sells out every game, don't they? I would, I would think so. Well, you can sell it every game, but geez, just uh, just think of how long the Packers have been around. Yeah. yeah. You know? Here's, here's well, a little interesting tidbit, to me at least. Yeah. So a buddy of mine in, in uh, high school who I played football with went on to play at USC, and then uh, then he won a uh, Super Bowl at, for the Green Bay Packers with Brett Favre. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah offensive who, who, lineman, who was it? John Michaels. John yeah. Michaels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Offensive lineman. Trying to remember. Yeah, that's the thing. See, the offensive linemen are the most important people on the field. Yes, they they really are. They really are. Unfortunately, only lasted a few years in the NFL. Then he had knee issues. He went on to the the Eagles. But uh, yeah, that's as close as I got to 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 fame and stardom. Those guys get the you know (laughs) what kicked out of them. Well, that's when all the injured players they always go to Philadelphia after. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and for TV, they're the best interviews on the on the team. Tom Brookshire, Irv Cross. That's going way back. But those are two former Philadelphia Eagles who were big iconic television football broadcasters in the 70s and 80s. Ah, yeah. I was a Norm Brand Brocklin yeah. fan myself. Yeah. yeah. A little before my time, but He was a, he was a little bit of a hard drinker. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. He was good. Okay. Yeah. All right guys, we're going to close this out. So, here's our closing uh thoughts for the day here. Love doesn't make the world go round. Love is what makes the ride worthwhile. Mm. And when you feel no one cares or loves you, everyone is ignoring you, and people are jealous of you, ask yourself, am I too sexy? <laughs> <laughs> I know, Vern, you ask yourself that every time. Oh, sure. <laughs> Why do you come up with and, these anyway, man? And, I love I, it. I, 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 and always answer yourself yes. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Don't forget to, to answer it. Well, Carrie Edinger, thank you so much for teaching us about lacrosse. Absolutely. Very Great cool. Stuff, Iroquois, uh, Iroquois. Which, which actually, apparently, yeah. Carrie, you said is not one specific tribe. Yeah, yeah it's uh, the, tribe. the Iroquois Nation is um, is a group. a group of five tribes, and there's actually a sixth tribe that makes up what is now representing the 
Iroquois Nation. And the Iroquois Nation actually is a nation in and of itself in World Games. Wow. Very cool. Okay, tune in next week to Sports Ecom 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long. Thank you.